roads lead to heaven. You may not want to believe it, but there is only one. And Paul Rutherford makes it clear now on Probe. I can't drive around town seven days straight without passing at least one car with a bumper sticker that reads coexist on the back. You know the one. It spells the word using symbols associated with the world's faiths, both ancient and modern. The popularly held mantra is that all religions are equally valid ways to God. This is what's called pluralism. So is there room in this brave new world for the words of an ancient and historically respected faith? Jesus once said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's John chapter 14, verse 6. And that sounds offensive and inflammatory today. I will remind you that Jesus said it, not me. Even more important is the truth question. That may perhaps be even more offensive. Are Jesus' words actually true? I fully acknowledge even the question itself may strike you as antiquated or out of date. Perhaps to you, I sound like an eccentric, soured up, old fuddy-duddy. And well, I might be. But if the words of Jesus are true, then far more than your offended sense of style is at stake here. Far, far more. So, listen up and take note. Because this crazy-sounding first-century rabbi made some crazy big statements about the nature of man, the nature of reality, and how to live the good life here, now, and forever. Does that at least sound appealing to you, if even just for the sake of a little bit of controversy? Then explore with me this week the words of this rabbi. We will think through three reasons you should agree with him. Maybe you'll even find eternal life in the process. If you're a long-time listener or a regular listener, this may sound familiar. I have another program exploring the position that Jesus is the only way to God. And this one is part two. In this one, I'm going to give you three reasons Jesus is in fact the only way to heaven. In the previous program, I defended Jesus' statement against three lines of criticism. So in the next few days, I will explain how reason the resurrection, and the word all testify that Jesus is the only way. Next time, we'll talk about how reason agrees with Jesus, that he really is the only way. You've been listening to Probe with your host, Paul Rutherford. In this pluralistic world, it's tough to believe in only one way, but such is the sole and unique claim of Jesus Christ. Get your free copy of Paul's transcript, Is Jesus the Only Way? Part 2, at probe.org. And join us next time here on Probe. Western culture today is more pluralistic and secular than ever before. This means at least in one small part that people believe multiple religions lead to heaven. Western culture has been moving this way for some decades, and now it has reached mainstream. Pop culture increasingly accepts this. It is therefore so much more important to consider this exclusive claim Jesus made. He said, I am the way the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. John 14, 6. Now, this is an increasingly unpopular teaching, and before I defend it, allow me to clarify the Lord Jesus himself made it. I didn't make this up. I'm just defending it. So today, I want to talk about how it's reasonable to believe this statement and why it is that you should yourself believe Jesus is the only way to heaven. Today's reason is logic itself. I will base this conclusion on two points. First, that the belief in one God is more logically defensible than believing in multiple creator gods. And second, that belief in Jesus Christ as God is more reasonable than claims to deity made by others. 
Point one, believing in one creator God is more reasonable than believing in multiple. All right, the God that Aristotle believed in, the unmoved mover, was eternally simple. That is, at the root of all things is ultimately one thing, one cause, one source, one origin, to which all other things owe their existence. That's from metaphysics, lambda. This position beautifully avoids the difficulty of what philosophers call reductio ad absurdum which is just Latin for the problem of infinite regression, or the problem of which came first, the chicken or the egg. The search for the first, original, or ultimate source does not continue on and on forever. It can't. The second point is that Jesus is the most reasonable candidate for divinity. Now, I respect the Buddha, but he never claimed to be God, and neither did Muhammad. Jesus was really clear. He claimed to be God. Consider Jesus' teachings. They have not been surpassed in excellence in the two millennia that have passed since he walked the earth. And consider Jesus' actions. History's best biographies about the man, Jesus, record him loving his enemies, healing the sick, showing compassion to outcasts. Jesus' life exemplified extraordinary moral rectitude. All right, therefore, I conclude, it is more reasonable to believe Jesus is the only way to God, given that it is more reasonable to believe in only one creator God, and that Jesus has the best case for divinity among man's founders of faiths. Tomorrow we consider his testimony of the resurrection. We're considering this week how Jesus Christ, as revealed in the Bible, is the only way to heaven. Yesterday, we considered how human reason leads us to this conclusion. Today, we consider the resurrection. We have a saying in American culture that nothing is certain but death and taxes. So if the tax man doesn't come to call, then the grim reaper certainly will. Death finds each of us, and so we must face our own mortality. By the best historical accounts, Jesus also died and was buried, just like so many of his human brothers before him. Check out Matthew chapter 27, but it's in every one of the Gospels. Jesus, on the other hand, experienced something unique, declaring him God above all others. I speak, of course, of resurrection. That's in Matthew's 28 chapter. Jesus Christ is the only person ever to have raised himself up from the dead of his own volition and by his own power. Now, this one point may be the most compelling of the three I'm going to offer you this week. It's perhaps the most intuitive case for Jesus being the only way to heaven. If Jesus really died and raised himself from the dead, then his power exceeds those of any other man before him or after, for that matter. Surely he must be God. No other religious figure can make that claim. In a class by himself, Jesus reigns over all the founders of world religions. Muhammad's burial site is a common tourist destination today in Saudi Arabia, and Buddha's cremation site is in northern India. No such site exists today in contemporary Israel for Jesus. His body has no confirmed remains. The tomb is empty. That much is clear. Records indicate he definitely died and was buried. The empty tomb demands an explanation. Resurrection makes the most sense. Jesus is the only way because he's the only one who has died and raised himself up to new life. We have several excellent articles at our website, probe.org, devoted to just this topic. Go check them out for more detail. Jesus is who he said he is, the way, the truth, and the life. So the question is, do you want some? Believe in Jesus today by faith. Western culture today increasingly accepts the belief that multiple religions are equally valid and they are all ways to eternal life. I propose to you today another reason to believe something diametrically opposed to this, namely that Jesus Christ, revealed in the Bible, is the only way to eternal life. 
Now, as the gospel writer John quoted him, he is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life, and no one can come to the Father except through him, Jesus. This third and final line of reasoning, that Jesus is the only way to eternal life, springs from the Bible, from the very word of God itself. Now, you may not accept the Bible as God's word, and that is okay. Just hear me out. Let me explain how this line of reasoning at least makes sense, and then after you've heard it, you can judge for yourself whether or not you think it's true. So, first, the Bible claims to be God's word. That's 2 Timothy, third chapter, verse 16. And if we therefore assume the very commonly held conception that God is good and perfect, then that includes the words he speaks as well. So, if he speaks good words, then those words must be true. They must accurately describe reality. The Bible also makes this claim. Jesus, in a famous prayer to the Father, asks him to sanctify his disciples with the truth before he states, your word is truth. That's John 17, 17. It's a profound statement. So if God's word is true, and God says in his word that Jesus is, in fact, the only way to God, that none can come to him except by Jesus, then that means it's true. Do you see how simple that is? But this statement is also made in another part of the Bible. Acts, fourth chapter, verse 12, Peter and John have been arrested and are being examined by the Jewish leaders. Peter declares Jesus to them and explains, there's no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. I fully admit this line of reasoning rests on you acknowledging the authority of the Bible, and in which case you may not have needed to be convinced in the first place, but if you had not already been convinced of the truth of God's word, then I'm very sincerely relying on the power of the Spirit at work in you to believe this truth. Tomorrow we wrap up and see what we learned. This week, we considered the truth of a controversial claim. It might be one of the most hotly contested claims in religion today, that Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. This is not popular these days in America, Europe, anywhere in the English-speaking West, or the non-English-speaking West. To hear responses to criticism against the claim, check out part one of this two-part series at probe.org. Jesus was himself no stranger to controversy. He died a criminal's death at the hands of his enemies. He was killed and buried. The Jewish and Roman leaders were smugly satisfied that they had dispatched this unquiet voice. But when Jesus' enemies attempt to end his earthly ministry, they unknowingly usher in a spiritually unending ministry of atonement and reconciliation. By his death, Jesus paid the price of sin, death, satisfying the just wrath of God. Jesus made peace with God on your behalf. Believe in him by faith today and you can have peace with God. Would you like to have peace with him? Then tell him right now. Use your voice or pray silently, but tell him. Go ahead and turn down the sound if it helps. The only thing required of you to receive eternal life is to believe that Jesus is Lord. One of Jesus' most famous sayings is, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. That's John three sixteen. Confess this belief with your mouth that Jesus Christ is God and believe in your heart that God has raised up his Son from the dead and you can be saved. That's Romans ten nine. Jesus is the only way to God because there is no other way to get to God but by Jesus. Mankind is imperfect. You are dead in your transgressions and sins. The only way to satisfy God's holy wrath is to give him what's due, death. And Jesus died that death for you. 
He's the only one who could ever have paid your debt. And he did. Human reason leads us to this beautiful conclusion that Jesus is the only way. God has declared it himself clearly in his divinely inspired book, the Bible, and his resurrection seals it. If you believe this for the first time today, then you are now an heir to an eternal throne. Pick up a Bible and read Jesus' life story in the book of John. Tell a friend who's a Christian. Make plans to join them at their church Sunday. Keep praying and reading the Bible. You can discover the wonderful adventure of life in Jesus Christ, the only way to God.